Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Self-assured. Well back the outside is Ultra Wise Guy from Rock and Roll Do. Old Town Road and Smithy's Terror. Well, he's trying to stack them up. 700 metres left to go. Copy that lead to the neck on BD Joe. Three wide crew from Spankham. Then came Kango and Pembroke Playboy. 28.6, the half. And copy that comes off the back at the 500. The defending champion is a half in front from BD Joe. Spankham trying to hold the back of the leader. Krug's done with. Then came Kango. Akuta coming into it wider from Self-Assured and Pembroke Playboy. He had a good look on the leader. 27.8 third quarter. Copy that for home. A length and a half in front of Spankham. Akuta. Majestic cruises running on. But he's gone from now. Copy that. Past the 152 in front. Spankham trying to run on. Majestic cruiser wider out. It's copy that. Two in front from Spankham and Majestic cruiser. Copy that. He's back to defender's title. And he's done it. Copy that. Won the cup by a length from Majestic. So 12 months ago, Copy That joined the multiple winners of the IRT New Zealand Cup. Welcome to the preview show for 2023. Greg O'Connor with you for the next hour and we are totally focused on New Zealand Trotting Cup Day. We're going to catch up with Nathan Purden, co-trainer of course of the favourite Akuta, who his father part owns and drives. That's Mark, who's won six New Zealand Cups sitting in the Sulky and plenty more training wise, including Cruise Bromac in 2019, Self Assured in 2020. In fact, the run that they had from Lazarus, 16-17, the fixer. Self-assured and, of course, Cruz Bromac, quite remarkable, broken by, copy that in recent times. So we'll talk to Nathan. We'll also talk to John Dickey, who has the third favour in the Cup, the latest on Old Town Road after he suffered a setback and where he's at after a stirring workout at Addington on Friday. Carter Del Getty gets a second chance in the great race. He drives Krug, of course, his mum and dad, they train, and they also train, Republican Party. who will be driven by Blair Orange, who's won three out of the last four New Zealand Cups. We'll cross the ditch, talk to the driver of Swayze. His name, Cameron Hart. He's the young gun of Australian harness racing. Picked up a couple of wins at Menangle last night. Goes to a little place called Cowra today as he builds towards his second drive in the Cup and a man who's won four New Zealand Cups as a trainer. Doesn't have a runner this year, but has some very important undercard performers. Barry Purden will join us as well. So a lot to get through. Nathan Purden has very kindly joined us on the phone. Couple of days out from the big day, Nathan. This is why you and your family have been in the sport and at the top of it for so long. We love going to big race days, and there's none bigger than Tuesday. Morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Greg. How's today gone? Because I know in the past, Sunday is a very important training day. It's generally the last day you put the fast work and the finishing touches on your charges. How's this morning unfolded? And all importantly, how's a cooter come through this week? Yeah, well, it's, it is a busy morning. That's uh, Every year it's a, it's a big, big day here, and... Um, you know, just treated like every other day. But uh, all the horses seem good. Kuda worked um, really strong this morning, so he's in a very good place. 
To your eye, and more importantly, to your dad's eye, what have you guys discussed since his win at Kaikoura? And when you look at your father, when he looks at a cooter, are you getting that, yep, he's exactly where we need to be feeling? Yeah, he's definitely got the, the twinkle in the eye, that's for sure. He's, um, he, he just looks a million bucks, and uh, from his, his last race to, to now, he's he just looks the part. Um, he, he's really trained on from that last race at, at uh, Kaikoura. So, yeah, no, he's um, just a, sort of a, a matter of ticking them over and, and uh, keeping them happy and, and sort of not backing off them to, uh, to keep them up to the task on Tuesday. Fourth in the race last year as, well, a three-year-old on paper, but as we know, the birth date did change. Uh, he's come up with a second-row draw. What were your initial thoughts about that? And although he's drawn whitish on the second row, he, he potentially could get a reasonable run through and, more importantly, get in front of what is his arch-rival on the tote anyway in Swayze. How, how did you feel when Saddlecloth number 15 was announced. Yeah, well, it's not too bad, really. Um, it sounds like a, a tricky number, but um, really, it's I'd much rather that than sort of one or two or one or two the second line. It sort of forces you into a bit of a tricky spot, and you rely on a lot of luck. Whereas out there, he can hopefully stay out of trouble and um, and just find his feet and then work out what he does from there. He follows out Kango, and just to its outside, Mossdale Ben. Those two begin very quickly, so I think that could play into your favour. What, what would it mean for you, Nathan? Um, you've already tasted Group 1 success with your father, but this is the holy grail. This, this is the great race. To be able to win this and share that moment with your dad, it's going to be not only a career highlight, I would have thought, almost a lifetime highlight at this stage anyway. Yeah, it would be. Greg, it's... Um it's it's a race that everyone strives to win, obviously, and um, you know people can can go a lifetime and and not um, not have a winner in, in that race. So you know, there's been a lot of a lot of great trainers that that um, that haven't won the race. So you know to have a horse like him in this race and and to be in with a chance, um, you know it's, it's a big deal. And you know there's a lot of pressure going into it that he's going to be right on the day and everything sort of falls falls into into the right places so uh yeah he's had a great prep and you know it's uh just a time to hopefully uh he gets luck on the day and and you know if, if something like that did happen it would be unbelievable nathan it'll be an emotional time for the family of the late ian dobson um he of course loved this horse and races in his lime green colors with the double c and of course he won the cup back in 98 with double c christian cullen so there's there's a few, I suppose, leafs of paper to this story, isn't there? Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, it's something that would have been great to obviously have uh, have Ian here, but I'm sure he'd be looking down and, and you know, hopefully cheering him, uh, cheering the horse on, and uh, you know, it's a, he's just obviously uh, Ian had such a remarkable life um, in the racing game, and you know, it's. Uh, it's, it's good to, to have this horse, and as I say, hopefully he can carry it on. All right, there's three Group 1s on the day. Let's talk about the Neville R final. You have Millwood Nike and Amora Infidia. Millwood Nike unbeaten in 15. 
came to Addington Raceway last Monday because the track was very wet at your place. And, yeah, well, my, your dad said maybe you went a bit quicker than what he'd hoped. Therefore, when you went to the trial on the Wednesday, she was only really there just to follow them round. That's got to, I suppose, add confidence to the punters who might look at that trial, Nathan, and go, oh, she hasn't gone much good, and neither is Don't Stop Dreaming. But your dad pretty well explained that whole situation, and um, I think punters shouldn't lose confidence in either of those horses. No, definitely not. No, I can assure you that uh, Melbourne Nike is up to the task. You know, she's 110% right now, so uh, she'll uh, she'll still take a bit of beating, I would say. Look, she's an open-class mare isn't she? She's racing against her own age group, yes, but you guys have thought that for a long time and you wouldn't be scared to take on the boys at any stage. That's what your dad's telling me. Is that how you feel? Oh, definitely. Yeah, her work here is, um, you know, you don't compare it to, to a three-year-old filly. You compare it to, to sort of cup horses. So, um, you know, she's she's got to take the next step, obviously, but, um, you know, at the moment she's she's the real deal, that's for sure. Nathan, you've got Amora and Fidia, and you've got young Cam Hart doing the steering. Uh, she'll need some luck from that wide front row draw, though, won't she? Yeah, she's a bit out of a depth there, Greg, but, uh, you know, she's it's obviously a great race to be a part of, and, um, you know, hopefully if she if she got the right trip, um, you know, if she's seen running on in the finish, that'd be great. Four chances in the Woodland Stud Sire Stakes final, a race that your dad's had such a big part to play in uh, since its inception. Uh, we walk by faith, he drives. 15s into 650. Major Hot Cam Hart. Uh, Vesem Blair Orange blinds on. Major Hot's a $41 chance. Vesem $4. And probably your best or the most exposed uh, in terms of form. Chase a dream. Outside second row, Olivia Thornley at around $5, maybe $4 to be exact. What's the best of the four, Nathan? Um, well, there's probably not a lot between Vesem and Chase a Dream, um, apart from the barrier draw. Obviously, it, it favours Vesem, but uh, yeah, it probably all depends on how the races run, really. And, and you know, if, if Chase a Dream was out of any early burn and, and got a drag into the race, well, he, he's probably the one to beat. But if Vesem got his was used hard off the gate and, and could cross them and, and sort of have uh, have a cheap time, well. Yeah, you know, he's it makes him sort of the horse to beat. So, and yeah, there's not probably not a lot between those two, and and uh, you know we walk by faith, and and Major Hodder are probably just behind them. But uh, you know, with the right trip, they they're all got a chance anyway. The Tab Junior Free for All looks a classic two horse battle here, and it probably will be in about three and a half weeks' time too. Merlin trained by your dad's brother and your uncle, of course, and Barry Purden and Scott Fearlin. Takes on Don't Stop Dreaming. Barriers eight and nine. Don't Stop Dreaming's into two dollars and twenty cents. This is going to be a, a cracking contest, and all importantly, it's twenty six hundred metres, the Derby distance. Yeah, well, he does thrive on that trip, really, Greg. So, um, you know, it's probably it sort of separates him a little bit more rather than being a nineteen eighty. But um, yeah, he's he's very versatile. He can run the gate or or sort of come with one run, like he showed it. At Eddington, that last one. So, um, yeah, he's he's where he needs to be. So he just needs a bit of racing luck on the night. All right, you got a few other chances. Uh, Love struck Sinbad, Carrera Rapido, um, in the last race, Mon Longcom. 
I thought the one that might offer the best value, though, Nathan, I'd love your your assessment of this. Franco Indy in race number six, inside second row, he's about $9. How's he going, the former size stakes winner? Well, he, he has... He, he sort of really trained on this week from, from his last run, so uh, you know, his work couldn't have been any better at the moment, so I'd probably, uh, be very disappointed if he couldn't put his best foot forward on Tuesday. Hey, really appreciate your time. I know how busy a morning it is, Nathan. Wish you, your dad and the All-Stars team all the very, very best uh, with your dozen-odd runners that you've got in and uh, appreciate you coming on this morning. No worries at all. Thank you very much, Greg. Nathan Purden, co-trainer of the favourite for the IRT New Zealand Cup, Akuta, a man who's trying to repel that challenge, is Cambridge-based trainer, John Dickey, we might say it's a little bit further north than Cambridge uh, these days. Morning to you, Dixie. How you going, Greg? Good, mate. Good, good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, caught up with you on Friday in your final workout, uh, or the workout that maybe was there to find out where you were at with Old Town Road. Um, tell the listeners how we felt out there running, well, it says 26 seconds, but it might have even been slightly quicker than that, and how much your attitude changed from Monday when you found out he had a minor problem to Friday where, to the eye, he appeared to work quite exceptionally around Addington. Yeah, no, he did, Greg. And um, I, I was never really worried about the fitness. He needed a hit out, as you, as you know, but um, it would have been nicer to do it Wednesday. But um, no, I, no I, I'm... I'm just I'm happy now that he's had that that run, Greg, and everything seems to be good. Albeit the skin infection is going to take a little while to sort of disappear, but it's under control, and um, because it's right where his hobbles go, and it, and and that's hence that's why he chafed up on the Monday, and um, we couldn't bloody hobble him. So, um, but no, I'm really pleased now, Greg, and he's come through the run terrific, and his work this morning was just outstanding. Now, that's fantastic to hear because he is a bona fide chance. Sixth in the race last year when he was basically a freshman, immature, and hadn't raced really at that level. He's a different commodity now, isn't he, John, particularly off the back of that Australian trip? He is. He is, Greg. And um, uh, just physically, um, he does look... Some, he does carry a bit of condition, but physically he's just a stronger... A horse, and um, and I'm not worried about that. He like he doesn't blow or anything like that. Uh, it's just him, his nature. Um, and mentally, he's grown up a lot, Greg. You know, um, he's only had the two runs back to so far, but I'm sure you know everything stays together. He can sort of he can pull off a big one somewhere down the track, Greg. Dixie, what does he need? What what is the best possible scenario in your own mind, in particular to beat Akuta and Swayze, but what sort of run does Zachary need to get for him to be able to win? And are you happy with his barrier draw? Because it's about the same as where he was last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, I said to you last week I would have liked to draw in a bit more Greg, and I probably still do, really. Um, but last year he began, I'm pretty sure he drew exactly the same marble, but he went away, he went, went away terrific. Um, and... Um, Bloody racehorse drew inside us, and he, he beat us out by half a length. And of course, he was never going to hand him, and why would you? Um, so then, I mean, Zach had to pull back, and he ran on from, from last and run sixth, you know. So I'm hoping this year, um, if he can get away as good, if not better, and plonk him in somewhere without 
having to overtax them early, Greg, um, I think it's probably our only way of beating a kuta would be to mark have to do a little bit more work and we're just you know sitting there chewing you know chewing the bloody fat so to speak doing nothing so that's the only way I really can see him beating um, a cooter um, and so therefore he needs a bit of luck but um, eh, we're in there having a go. Yeah you are same barrier same saddlecloth number nine you're absolutely correct uh, there. Hey just quickly before I let you go John uh, that's what we do take its place in race number one and um, I know it's He's been touched a little bit by that uh, skin infection too, but how's he? He's super. Yeah, he. Um, I think if he does things right, he will. He will. He will be very, very hard to beat. Well, that's all the punters need to hear, John. And he's a, he's a nice each way quote. Is that's what we do? Eights and two dollars and eighty cents off the ten meters over the two miles. Hey, really appreciate your time. Looking forward to catching up with you at the Cup Function uh, this evening. And um, great to hear your star pacer is back on song. Yep, I've just had the, my second trainer just come down from Auckland this morning and she confirms with me that the boys seem pretty good. So made my life a bit better too, Greg. <laughs> yeah, excellent. That's Linda German, of course, uh, who's been a big part of the story too, John. Let's not underestimate her qualities as a horse person too. I, I know that you rate her very highly when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Oh, yeah, no, she's very particular. And she does a lot of work behind the scenes and um, a little bit similar to Nina Hope, Greg, you know, that does all those the, the manipulation and stuff like that. Linda's getting into that herself now. And, um, yeah, no, we just appreciate her for what she does uh, on and all off right. the track. Yep, absolutely, mate. Really appreciate your time. Go well in the next 48 hours, mate. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. That's John Dickey with Old Town Road to be driven by gun driver Zachary Butcher. A great chance in the race. Short break for us here. You're with Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. There's a complete form guide, a complete guide to IRT New Zealand Cup available at hrnz.co.nz, including selections, stories behind the scenes, and all of the things you need to know about the great day. When we come back, we'll catch up with another star who sits in the sulky, having a second drive in the race. We'll talk to Carter Delgetti. Yes, welcome back into your IRT New Zealand Trotting Cup special. man who had a special day last year. He had a busy day last year. He had an exam in the morning, and then he got an exam, I suppose, on harness racing come uh, the great race over 3,200 metres. Carter Delgetti joins us, and he gets another chance with Krug. Morning to you, Carter. G'day, Grigo. How are you getting on, mate? How's the preparation gone? I just spoke to Nathan Purden, who spent a fair bit of time at your place and at one stage was in partnership with your father. Sunday morning's a really important morning in terms of the prep for the Cup, so I'm picking your work, Krug. How did he feel? <laughs> yeah, we've, uh, we've done a fair bit this morning. They've all had a pretty nice run. Um, yeah, funny enough, I was just saying to Dad when I come off him, I don't think we'd change anything we've done going into this cup. Uh, last year, there's a few bumps and hiccups and that, but this year, yeah, we probably wouldn't change anything, so let's hope that's a good thing. Most of that, Carter, was around his ability to step away. He's definitely improved in that regard, and I don't want to put the mocker on him at all, but he stepped really well at Kaikoura last time, and, yeah, you wouldn't be too worried about that side of his game at the moment because he seems a lot more settled. Yeah, you're right. Uh, all three of his starts um, this time in have been very good, especially Kaikoura. 
um, starting from wide. He, he pretty much crossed all the inside ones. So, yeah, it is quite pleasing. But um, he will have to be pretty good on Tuesdays, as you know, four coming into three. It's not the perfect draw, but um, if he's quick, it's a little bit of an advantage. Getting to the markers is crucial when you're going over the extreme distance. In fact, in any race these days, because of the speed they go, Carter, if you were able to find the front, and his best free-for-all performance was clearly in the Invercargill Cup when he led and was way too strong for them, and and it was a good field. BD Joe was in there, Self-Assured was in there, McAndrew Aviator, who's a race rival, was in there too. Is it in your mind that he could lead an IRT New Zealand Cup and stay there and win? Or do you think at this level, under the conditions of this race, that following one of the big two might be the best scenario? And I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but I have no doubt you would have thought about this. Yeah, I've thought about it a lot, to be honest. Uh, As you know, if, if you look past the start, which is a hard thing to do, You've probably really got to find the marker pegs um, if you want to be sort of a really live hope. But, um, yeah, you're right. His best race is all of his derbies and Invercargill Cups. He's won all of them from in front. And, um, oh, how would I say? I'd love to be in front, but it would, it would probably just have to depend on how much I did if I got there and sort of who come looking. But... It's definitely a wee percentage in my mind to uh, give him this chance out in front. How much did last year's experience, I suppose, round you as a driver? Because it wasn't an easy drive for you, and you got left out there doing a, a lot of work. What's the difference between Carter Delgetti, the driver then, to the driver now? I think it's actually huge, to be honest. Probably as a person as well, like probably like a bit of a deer in headlights last year, but um, yeah, it was a hell of an experience, even though it didn't go how we liked it, but yeah, I've found leading into this year, it's just been so good, um, you know, I just remember when they were singing the National Anthem, you just got goosebumps, and yeah, I'm a lot, well, very calm this year, and sort of not really worried about much, and um, yeah, no real pressure on the shoulder, so I'm just going to go out and do my thing with the horse. All right, you got a few other drives prior to that, including Sweet Coco in the Neverly R Phillies final. She was an excellent second behind the second favourite in Mantra Blue last time. And she was very, very good when beaten by Millwood Nike. So the two favourites have beaten you out of your last three starts, and yet you're at $26 and they're at $2 and $3.30. So from the good barrier drawer and her early speed... Yeah, there's a bit to like here, Carter, particularly around the top three, top four chance. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Greg. Uh, I think she's she's the closest horse to beat me with Nike, and the same with Mancha Blue, and you look at them, they're two superstar fillies. But, yeah, we're coming into barrier three, and she's absolutely wicked off the gate, so uh, I reckon we can cross over to the front, and she's just such a good front runner. But, yeah, she'll be um, yeah, hopefully finding the pegs and then setting up a genuine tempo, and... Catch me if you can, so... 31 and 6. All importantly, if you're not thinking she can win, $3.60 for top four. Tremendous uh, value there. Of your other drives, Franco Sinatra, Coney Island Lou, Watermelon Sugar, they're all pretty handy, aren't they? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm actually very lucky this year. I've got a pretty nice book, but 
a couple of them actually um, been training super and we've sort of set them for cup day. So, yeah, hopefully I'm right on the money and can get in the winner's circle. All right, what's the best of those of those three? What What are you thinking has the best winning chance? Well, well the best winning chance, uh, horse called Watermelon Sugar, very, very happy with him. Um, he's not till the last race, so hopefully I've held the New Zealand Cup up before then. But, um, yeah, he's flying at home and gone some very good races from average draws, but I reckon he's a winning chance in that field. All right, and he is one heck of a price, is Watermelon Sugar, from Barrier 9, 10s and 420. So a terrific each-way prospect in the last. Carter, thanks so much for your time this morning. Um, looking forward to seeing you ply your trade on, on Tuesday. It's going to be a big occasion for your family and for the connections of Republican Party, who there's a big syndicate, including family members involved. Uh, they get a chance after winning the junior free-for-all last year and, of course, the ownership group that have Krug in the race. It's just going to be magnificent for them. And, Carter, I can tell you, it's going to be 24 degrees. It's going to be hot. They're going to fly on this track because, uh, man, it's an awesome order. So, um, yeah, looking forward to you doing your stuff on Tuesday. Thanks for your time. Yep. No, cheers, Greg. Hopefully the fire brigade's on standby because she's going to be on fire. Yeah, it certainly is. There's Carter Delgetti. He's a bit of a character, too. He's got the genes to be heavily involved in this game and very successful at it, and he already is, and we appreciate him coming on this morning. Plenty more information coming your way on this IRT New Zealand Trotting Cup special. When we come back on the other side, we've got an Australian trying to take our trophy away, and we'll catch up with a four-time winning trainer of the New Zealand Cup. So Cam Hart and Barry Purden still to come on Trots Talk. Welcome back in to Trots Talk. Yes, brought to you by HRNZ. Big day Tuesday. IRT New Zealand Trotting Cup Day. A race that the Aussies have had good success in, including the ownership and training of Arden Rooney in 2015 and the ownership, of course, of not only Cruz Bromac in 2019, but the last two years with Copy That, Merv and Meg Butterworth being successful in that field. A horse that got closest to copy that last year was driven by this man, Cameron Hart, who's kindly joined us on his way to a big day at Cowra for their Valley Cup. Uh, morning to you, Cam. Thanks so much for your time. Morning, Greg. No problem at all. After last year's experience for not only you, but also your great mate Jason Grimson, I reckon you've been counting down the days to get back to Addington in front of that big crowd. This time you're turning up with a horse who's been in unreal form. His name is uh, Swayze, but just going back to last year, tell me about that experience finishing second behind Copy That and how much that uh, burned for the last 12 months. Yeah, it was an incredible uh, week and obviously day, um, cup day last year and yeah, to go so close was, um, you know, it was very exciting, but also heartbreaking um, when it was all said and done. So, yeah, been looking forward to, to getting over there this year and, um, yeah, trying to go one better. Two totally different horses. Majestic Cruiser generally sitting in. Great stayer just kept on coming. Swayze's performances thus far, eight from eight for Jason, and in particular, the two wins I want to talk about. The Blacks are fake where he parked Leap to Fame, and for those who didn't catch up with last night's performance, 
He broke Swayze's track record last night, leap to fame, but let's leave him to the side. And then that performance last time when he had Spirit of St. Louis on his back at Menangle, and he went 247 for the 2400 and just kept on running. What's that feel like, Cam? And, and what is this horse, what confidence does he fill you with going to the 3200 metres? Oh, he just gives me plenty of confidence. He's just such a powerhouse. He's a strong horse. And as you said, with those couple of wins that he's had, he, he's, you know, done it all himself and just rolled really strong sectionals. And, yeah, he's just an incredible horse to sit behind. And, um, yeah, he's just, he just doesn't get tired over the two mile. I think it'll suit him down to the ground. He should run it out really strong. Cam, it's so hard for us to get a line on his ability to step away from a stand and in some ways drawing the second line, following them through might not be the worst thing, but his standing start trial, when there were only three in it, um, he appeared to handle it quite nicely and are you confident that he'll punch through from the second row and how important is it that you get in front of a cooter? Is that part of your mindset at this stage? Yeah, I think he'll step well, Greg, um, you know, Everything tells us that he will. He's a really good gated horse and he stands star trial. He didn't have any fumbles in his gait at all. He was very smooth. So he's a pretty professional sort of horse and I think he'll step away well. And yeah, obviously we'd like to stay in front of the cooter if we can, but at the end of the day, my, you know, the first thing will be to get him to step safe. And, you know, he happens to get in front of me. It's not the end of the world. It's a two mile race and uh, yeah, there's plenty of time to to try and make um, something happen. I asked Jason on the box seat, could he be as potent coming off a wheel? I'll tell you what he said after you tell me what you think. Yeah, I think he would be. Um, I think this time in, his point-to-point speed's really um, gotten a lot better. And, yeah, that stand start trial we gave him, he finished, you know, he closed in 25-8 and absolutely jogged. So it's um, not a case where we have to go around and, and be the bully in the race, he can certainly come up a hot speed and, and blow away that way as well. He's very versatile. Cam, I'm not going to tell you what he said because it was basically word to word exactly what you just said. So uh, you're both on the same page there. It's exciting, isn't it? It's exciting for the ownership group that are involved in this horse. It's exciting, obviously, for Jason. And it is for you. You're off the back of a couple of wins uh, last night. The form in the last month sitting in the bike things are pretty much going as well as they can do for you, aren't they? Yeah, it's been a good run the last month or so. You, you know, you like to be coming into a big race like this uh, with plenty of confidence and, yeah, hopefully everything works out well and we have an ounce of luck and, yeah, I think Swayze will be right in the race come Tuesday. You're going to the Valley Cup today. Slightly different pathway to some heading towards a $750,000 race, but it is 60000 and you're driving past guarantee for your great mate, uh, Jared Olshin, who you won a race last night with, with off your cap. Can you tell the ECNZ Trotstalk listeners that you're a chance of winning that race? And I don't think you've driven this one before, but there's a couple of others of Jared's in it that you have. Yeah, I had the choice of three horses in the race and gone with past guarantee. Had one start for Jared. Um, I didn't drive him on that occasion at Menangle, but he went awesome. He closed in 25-5 or something um, his last quarter and went really well. So I think he's a huge chance today. Um, you know, around Cowra, it's a big advantage to find the pegs, and we have got a draw where that could be a, a good chance of happening. So I think it'll take a lot of catching. 
All right. Well, all the very best uh, with pass guarantee. Goes in the Valley Cup about 8 o'clock uh, tonight. I see you've got a handful of other drives too, Cam. So you're certainly in demand uh, on Cup Day. So awesome to see, you know, the likes of uh, Mark and Nathan Purden using your services with three of theirs and, and even the last race with Greg and Nina Hope with Jack Tarr. And, of course, your drive, see your Art, who's a recent addition to the Jason Grimson team. And he told me a couple of days ago, this horse will be in the Cup next year, so that should give you some confidence in the junior free-for-all. It's a busy day for you. Yeah, it's been nice to yeah, get some good support from some really strong stables over there. Obviously, uh, I've struck up a good relationship with Nate Burden and, and always gotten along really well with Mark. And obviously, Greg and Nina Hope are, are great trainers over there too and a couple other drives. So, yeah, it should be a big day and, um, yeah, hopefully Jace. Not normally too far off the mark, so CR should run well come Tuesday. All right, thanks so much for your time this morning. Good luck today, mate. More importantly, fly safe across here. Can't wait to see you on our greatest harness racing day in Australasia's. I think it's fair to say just by the sheer numbers that turn up, but it'll be special to be part of, and it'll be special to have you part of it too. Thanks for your time, Cameron. Thanks, Greg. That's Cameron Hart, young gun driver who does have an opportunity to win the cup again. He drives uh, Swayze, a man who doesn't have a runner in the IRT New Zealand Cup, but he's won four of them in the past, is our greatest ever winning trainer. Barry Purden joins us on the line. Morning to you, Barry. Yeah, morning, Greg. You've got a strong team in. Before we get to those, your brother's obviously got a cooter in the cup. We've just spoken to Cameron Hart about Swayze. You would have seen the field for the IRT New Zealand Cup, and it's never this simple, is it, just a two-horse race, but what did you make of this year's $750,000 edition? Yeah, well, I think it's a pretty uh, a good even field, uh, you know, Greg. You know, um, Swayze's sort of the unknown for us over here, um, but um, and obviously he's um, got the runs on the board, you could say. He's, he's got marvellous form lines, so, and um, he beat... Um, you know, the best horse in Australia, you'd have to say, and um, um, Grant Dixon's leap horse, fame. Um, yeah. Leap to Fame, yeah, so, you know, he's certainly going to be uh, a hard horse to beat, uh, but Akuta's a wonderful stayer, and, um, you know, he's uh, he'll be in good shape when uh, when comes the day, I'm sure, so, but, you know, there's a few other chances, Greg, you know, like Old Town Road, if he got the right run, and, um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, there's, it's a pretty good even field. Other than you take take two or three of them out, and, and it's pretty pretty good across the board. Yep, absolutely, it is, Barry. You've got some important races yourself. I want to talk to you about Cold Chisel, and I know we spoke straight after he won the Harness Million. You sort of indicated he might have been a little bit fortuitous with the barrier, but he still had to win. Well, he absolutely franked that by his performance at Ashburton because. He sat outside Vesem and he out-muscled him, Barry. So he's right in the zone, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's a really nice colt. And um, as I said to you at the time, you know, of course he got a nice run that day. But most horses need a nice run when you're racing against the best. Um, but, you know, he proved at Ashburton that he, uh, you know, on a big track like that, it's not easy when you're vying for the lead, turning for home after you've worked around the field. And um, it's a long straight. And... Uh, he stuck his head out all the way up there and showed plenty of courage. So, yeah, really proud of his uh, achievements so far. And I know Scotty's been looking after the team down here. Is he giving you the feeling that he's gone on from it with that performance as well? 
Yes, yes, Scott's just thrilled with him. He, he um, had a bit of a run this morning, and um, he said he's really just gone ahead of, um, you know, from Ashburton. Uh, not saying any better, but he's really thriving and uh, and doing well. Barry, a great contest in the TAB Junior Free for All. Merlin versus Don't Stop Dreaming. So you versus your brother and your nephew. Uh, eight and nine over the 2,600 metres. And about three and a half weeks after the Cup, we'll see them go head-to-head in the Garrard's Derby too. How's, I'm not going to call him the little guy anymore because last time I saw him, he's really developed Merlin, hasn't he? he he's quite the specimen there. Yeah, oh, yeah, he is. He's a he's a tank. Yeah, he's he's big and strong, and uh, um, yeah, he's 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 all muscle, really, Greg. Uh, but no, he's good. He, he's great, and uh, really really pleased where he's at. Um, he goes into this race pretty fit. Um, Twenty six hundred. It's first time. Well, it's first time for for Mark's horse too. Don't stop dreaming, I guess. So um, yeah, it, it'll be a great race. Yeah, it really will. So. No, but there's, you know, the older horses in, in, in the race are always hard when you're racing over a bit of ground and, um, and you know, it won't be easy for him, for, for him. But, you know, I'm sure his class will put him right in the finish. Yep, you've got the two ballots in the cup, of course, and Bark and got you covered and you've got Geltic Spirit, who's a very nice horse. Franco Sinatra, you're absolutely right, uh, Barry. It's not going to be a walk in the park. Hey, just back to that size, you've also got Always Be Elite, of course, Todd Mitchell doing uh, the steering He's a pretty strong second stringer, Barry. I thought he was much better last time, and if he can get an economical trip, he's not without a first four hope, is he? No, he's not really, Greg. No, he just needs that right run, and uh, yeah, he, he's you know if, if a couple had a bit of bad luck, and he gets a bit of good luck. Well, he'll be right in it too. But uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's he's definitely got his chance. All right, and race number six, sooner the better, uh, has to be accorded a good chance. Raced by Richard Cole. Also, Dean Shannon involved, along with a number of other owners that have uh, been involved in your stable for, for a long time. Um, a little bit like Merlin, I thought his performance at Ashburton was was quite exceptional. Beat Triple G and, gee, did some work, Barry, and he, he really gutsed it out. It was um, as strong a performance as he's produced in his career, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, no, that's right, Greg. You know, when I remember when Tony drove him at the trials the first time at um, at Pukekohe and he came in and he said, gee, he sort of goes quite good, this horse. And I said to Tony at the time, I said, he's actually underrated. Sooner the better. He's, he's a little bit better than everyone thinks. And anyway, um, after I said that, he was a bit disappointing at Addington. He, he sort of looked like he's hit the front, but Tony said he just knocked off. But, uh, and then he went to Ashburton and put up a really good performance outside the leader all the way and... Uh, as I say, stuck his head out up the straight and got the job done. So, no, he's a nice, he's a nice colt. Barry, does it still excite you going to this race day? I know you haven't got a cup runner this year, and, and that's unusual because since 1977, when you and your dad won your first with Soul Command, um, the great luxury liner, uh, Christopher Vance choking. I mean, they're a few years ago now, Barry. I don't mean to put age yeah, on you, are. but they are a few years ago. But does it still excite you going to this day? Because th- this is our test match. This is Harness Racing's day in the sun. And, Barry, I can tell you it's going to be in the sun this year because the high is 24 on Tuesday. So they could go some unbelievable times around this track. Yeah, yeah. No, Greg, look, it's, it's just an honour to have a horse. Uh, horse is good enough to be here, and uh, we're, we're we're always thrilled. It's, our, it's it's just the ultimate for us. 
for the year and um, yeah as I say just just blessed with with the horse power we've got down here and um, yeah just nice to be a part of it it really is. Barry we appreciate you coming on on a Sunday morning we look forward to seeing you uh, at Addington Raceway on uh, Tuesday and, and wish you Scotty and the entire team because it's a big team behind your barn all the very very best and um, yeah thanks again for coming on this morning. No, pleasure, Greg. Yeah, look forward to Tuesday. Champion trainer Barry Purden there trains alongside Scott Phelan with a number of key chances at Addington on Tuesday, as you would expect from someone of his ilk. We're going to take our final break here on Trot's Talk, brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand. Go to hrnz.co.nz. In a week's time, we'll be able to wrap everything up from the two big days. Of course, the Remick Farms Dominion, is on Friday alongside uh, the Airpark Canterbury New Zealand free-for-all and uh, the two-year-old Phillies final with Dunstan. So there's a lot of Group 1 action to be had at Addington Raceway. So we'll be able to wrap that up all next week and we'll have a look forward to that Inter-Dominion series, id23.com.au. Leap to fame last night, simply unbelievable at his home track at Albion Park where the series is going to be run. So... You need to take that into account. On the other side, we'll wrap it all up, give you some of the best bets I think there are on Tuesday, and then we're only a couple of sleeps away from the great day. In your home straight on Trot's Talk, hope you've enjoyed the show. Massive thank you to all of our guests, Nathan Purden, John Dickey, Carter Delgetti, Cam Hart, Barry Purden, all of whom have a big part to play on Tuesday. First race, 12 o'clock, 12 in total, $200,000 guaranteed first four on the IRT New Zealand Cup, $100,000 guaranteed terminating pick six, which is not an easy task, starting on the Group 1 Neville R Phillies final, and $20,000 first fours on every race guaranteed. So an enormous opportunity for you to get involved on Tuesday. Of course, all of those options include all all the power plays available at tab.co.nz. Please bet responsibly. This afternoon, harness racing action from Wyndham underway in about 45 minutes' time. There's a couple of winners there, but they're pretty short on. Fly without wings should win race number one, and dreams are free should win race number seven. Not a lot multi-wise there for you, but both of them are trained and driven by Nathan Williamson, who of course has Pembroke Benny, uh, Pembroke Benny, Pembroke Playboy going around in the IRT New Zealand Cup. Pembroke Benny has already completed his career. That's been it, folks. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you've found a winner or two amongst all of those interviews. To all the connections, have a chance on the great day. All the very best, in particular, the 15 chances that go to the post at 5.20 on Tuesday for the 120th running of the IRT New Zealand Cup. Hope you enjoy the experience and the best of British to you all. Big thank you to producer dude Robbie for taking us through the last hour. Enjoy Tuesday. It's one of the great sporting days in New Zealand.